0: Mike Mike we're back this is the squeaky Bomb time podcast and we have things to talk about we just finished week seven of the premier league match week seven and a lot of stuff happened but I have to start with my preamble on VAR as people who may have listened to this but we have new fans may not know I loathe VAR and in fact as a bigger thing is like What is the point of VAR? What I mean, I have like really deep thoughts about this. Like, what are we trying to do? Why are we trying to do it? What's the value? And who the fuck is VAR for? Is it for the players? Is it for the fans in the stands? Is it for us on TV? Is it just about getting the results right? Because and why, why does it matter? Like, who the fuck cares? I came to the Premier League from American sports to fucking avoid replay. I hate NFL replays, basket the NBA. Is awful because of replays. And here I am now stuck in fucking VAR hell. And it's like, there's this greater thing. And Mike, feel free to jump in as I go. But let me just finish this up of like, everything has to be scientific. Everything has to be able to be measured. Everything has to be in a box that we can measure because of efficiency of modernity, right? I know this goes into like deeper shits of life, but like, it's men running around in shorts, kicking a ball. Why does it have to be measured? Like, are we going to put cameras all over the field so that it could become like baseball and get fucking shot velocity? Who the fuck cares?
1: What are we doing this for? So I think that's one, one thing we actually could do better as far as the sport itself. Uh, like, I would actually love to but, see but, shot
0: velocity. But
1: to, to to take a quick tangent, but to
0: what end? I'm serious. I'm going to finish here, and it's going to be that we'll go into Tottenham. Because Tottenham had a crazy fucking VAR yeah, thing. Yeah, but we need to talk we, more about. Had this. we not had the fucking narrative change, it would have been a disaster. I'm serious. VAR is the beginning of Skynet and the beginning of the end of humanity. If the robots destroy us, that. it's going to start from VAR and sports replays.
1: Right. Well, because why? <laughs> they're they're starting with like the thing you care about the most, and they're breaking you and they're breaking your spirit before they break your body. Right. Right. Is that because man, because
0: well, I mean, think about it. Right. If AI is this wonderful thing, why can't they referee VAR from AI? They just plug it in. Like, Mm -hmm. this is what, if you see the ball touch, if you see a foot touch the person's leg before the ball is touched, it's a foul. I think that is like easy.
1: The biggest problem I have with VAR is not actually the idea that like they mistake accuracy with precision, right? Right. Which, by the way, is, I, I took that from you. Yeah. Yeah. But, my biggest problem with them is that there's there's precision in two parts of the play, right? Where the where everybody is on that when you're drawing that red line, it's millimeters. Well that, away well that's from, you're talking the,
0: specifically about offside, but yeah.
1: Yes, but that's the majority of VAR. The penalties are are as well. But specifically when the ball leaves my foot. How do you know if we're talking about the, the margins, right? There's no fucking way and there's no consistent way to do that. So the idea that you have to have this, this idea of precision, while you still can't define the actual actions and when they exist and when they don't, is shocking They can't
0: kill a man from space with a bomb. And you're telling me you can get those fucking offside calls right? Fuck <laughs> you. Why isn't Putin dead? If those lines fucking work, how come we can't kill Putin? This is what I'm saying. It's Putin, bullshit.
1: Putin's hooked up. Putin created VAR. He created the <laughs> he flaws created on purpose.
0: Fucking Vladivostok after my life. I can't deal. I can't deal with replays and stoppages and checking. It's not like we're not going to fucking argue about it anyway. And that's like exactly what happened in the Spurs game that I want your take on because it was very, very dramatic. But it was two. There was the two big decisions. one is the, the Lampy one is crazy.
1: I mean, and we'll get into it in a second, but I think I, I just struggle with we're taking the part where you and I are at the pub after the game over a pint screaming and yelling about this or this or this. Instead but you're of still saying
0: arguing about it. That's no, no, I know.
1: That's what I'm saying. You're just changing the argument. You're saying, right. oh, instead of oh, that was a great play, oh, that was a foul, blah, 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 blah. It was like I can't believe a fucking computer decided it for me. This is ridiculous, and the computer, which is supposed to be the most precise thing in the world, isn't even that.
0: Yeah. Right? So I mean, I know it, that
1: we're joining the choruses here, and we are not alone. This is not a unique take at all.
0: No, but, but it, my my take is that I don't want it in any sports. Like I'm. Listen, done-
1: <laughs> the United States in the next 24 hours. It's going to devolve into a civil war regardless of who wins this election. <laughs>
0: well, I'm going to watch the Premier League. And from my beautiful little easy lily white home in San Diego, I'm going to watch the news and go, wow, that's interesting. Things are burning because right. it's so but, nice here. But it listen, won't matter.
1: The world, the country is going to be on fire in unison <laughs> tomorrow, right? Because no matter what, 49% of the people are going to be fucking mad at. But yes. what? no matter what, no matter who wins – 100% of the people will always rise up and say, fuck VAR. Agreed. Very right? good screed. Yes, I agree. And that is my <laughs> announcement of my 2024 candidacy. <laughs> I will be running on the fuck VAR ticket.
0: Yeah, in England. It has to be in England. Like Brexit, fuck Brexit. I'll get rid of VAR. Don't fucking leave. They'll leave. Yeah. They'll leave the European Union Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow leaving anyway. so it's I just like I don't three know years to get rid of it
1: I, I don't know how because it's weird too that it, it works pretty well with FIFA and it doesn't it doesn't work in Champions League right we can talk yeah, about my, that.
0: my thing is my thing is what is it for like who is it serving like what is the exact reason because you can do it like I don't get it like and and the problem I have more I mean I, the more the other thing is like the players the pundits who talk about it, are the ones who sort of bring it up the most like they're always cool with it and of course they're cool with it they play they're not they don't get it they don't most of them don't even like like most of the time players are into sports they don't like to watch they're not into it they're like i like to play i like to play i'm a i'm competitive i don't like to watch soccer it's not my thing right i don't think they actually like the game sometimes right Like, or they're not into it. They're not, it's the only thing they did
1: for 25 years of their life. Like, but
0: they're not. But what I'm saying is, is they're not fans, right? They're not like crying and and losing their shit. Like, they they pray for the story, but like, they're always like, oh no, they got to get it right. I just rather they get it right. I'm like, for who? For you?
1: Fuck you. I don't know that everybody feels like that. Like, the person who comes to mind for me, who I'm actually very much not a fan of because he's an Arsenal man, Lee Dixon always on the American broadcast, at least on NBC, he will go way out of his way to lament <laughs> just even the idea that they're going to VAR. Even if it ends <laughs> up being the right call, he's like, game's gone. This is bullshit. I hate it. Shouldn't be taking this long. The
0: one guy who really doesn't watch soccer and you can tell it's like Craig Burley. He's like, I don't, I just, my job is to talk about these games and be opinionated. But I really, if I have free time on my hands, I'm not watching soccer.
1: Thanks. Yeah, well, he's just a fat Irish Skip Bayless or Welsh, whatever oh, he is. Scottish, Scottish. Scottish. I, I meant to say Scottish, not Welsh, that dude sucks. And that brings me to a good. I point. like. So we'll guy. get into. <laughs> we'll, get into <laughs> we'll get into the rundown. We'll get into the rundown in a second, and we'll talk about Tottenham. But I, before that, I want to really go into uh, a quick defense of my main man Harry Kane. Um, for those of you that don't know, he has a bit of a speech impediment, right? He, he sounds a
0: little bit, a of little a bit,
1: lip. yeah, a little bit uh, different than the average uh, person, right? Um, nonetheless, nonetheless, he uh, he goes way out of his way. Forget his on-field performances for a second, right? He is one of the most philanthropic players in Europe. Uh, I've actually had the pleasure of meeting him. And on his birthday, 2015, he literally stood and took pictures and sent autographs for every single person in the stadium. Now, not every, every player did that. In fact, he was the only one. Most players started at midfield, went all the way down to the VIP area. He went all the way down to the other touchline, signed and took pictures, signed babies. He signed a baby next to me. It was hilarious. He's just a good guy, and you don't get those good guys in sports a lot. And I think he catches shit way more than he should. And I think it's two reasons. Obviously, his peculiar voice, but it's also because he plays for Spurs. If he was playing for United or playing for City or playing for Arsenal even, there would be an air of – arrogance that comes with that shirt the fact that spurs he haven't broken through with him as part of the team despite the fact that he's oh, there's also the, there's the england
0: piece right the england makes a big he's 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 the striker for england
1: right he's the captain for england and let's we unless we forget he had won the golden boot at the world cup after he won the golden boot in the premier league twice in a row right so it's not like this man has not proven his on-field accolades and it just really bothers me that he continues to be a target. This week, uh, Alexis Noons and Mark Ogden. Are you, Bozo's uh, are you an from-
0: aggrieved fan?
1: Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. okay. <laughs> you know, I just, I, I, I'm just tired of there's so much there. There's so much low-hanging fruit for Spurs, and this isn't it. And it just pisses me off, right? Like Alexis Noons and Mark Ogden sitting there talking about how weird he is and how much – because there was a By controversial way, call they, that in – They're Indiana. both
0: United fans, and they both want him on United. Yeah, they're both pieces of shit. <laughs> I, don't think,
1: I don't think ESPN's soccer coverage is good at all. I think we would be better, actually, for ESPN. Well, understand. that's why I mean, we're doing
0: this. We're taking over. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think – yeah, I mean, th- there is a general – I mean, we could go – we don't have to go into media, but there is a general suckiness about all of them.
1: But and, and I find – and maybe this is, you know, victimhood 101 here on my part, but, like <laughs> – well, you are a I white f- guy, so I am a white guy. But I just I find that it's so zeroed in on Harry Kane specifically. Well,
0: of course, it's, yeah, of
1: course, he's the most famous player on the team, right? But like, it's it's the but they're never talking about how you know how he's the guy who is the one pulling them through the fucking mud anyway.
0: He's always I I I I, 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 I don't agree with you on this, Mike. I really don't. I, I think he gets a lot of praise. He gets a lot of. Like when they play well, it's because of him. They all are like, How much would Real Madrid pay for him? How much would he pay to leave? Bah, bah bah bah, bah. If anything, it's everyone's trying to get him off spurs. See, which- I think
1: now it's about Sonny. I think everybody's blowing Sonny, which is great. He's he's phenomenal. And even the year he was out when we played you guys in Champions League and Sonny had those games, had that game at the Etihad, right? Like that year, the Champions League final he was gone for four months, so it wasn't his greatest triumph, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I kind of think fu- – He played in the
0: final. He was hurt.
1: He played in the final. Everybody said he came back too soon, blah, 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 blah But, like, well, of course he, he, he's you're gonna not going to not play Harry, Harry final. fucking Kane, right? Exactly. But anyway, we can digress into this okay, for a long time.
0: you've got to tell me about this game because so, I've been dying for you to tell me about the feelings of your feelings about Spurs 2, Brighton 1. And so there's two
1: controversial VAR calls. We're going to just go right past them. We'll get back to that in a second. <laughs> in the 70th minute, and, and as if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I have been just championing the return of the chosen one, Gareth Bale, to North London. Uh, and it hasn't gone great so far. He came on in the West Ham game. He hit the post. West Ham scored three fucking goals in eight minutes,
0: right? Yeah. His plus minus is not good. Not great. It's uh, like so- minus four.
1: He was pulled off at halftime in the Europa League loss to, I don't even know, Royal Antwerp, a farmer's team, okay? So it's not going great. He comes on in the 70th minute of a 1-1 game. Brighton were in the game. They were probably better from the majority of it. They get they were a, good. A very they're always questionable good. Call. I told
0: you they're good. Yeah.
1: You get a very questionable call and a goal from it, um, or a non-call, I should say. Uh, and then Gareth Bale comes on. Sergio uh, Regulon, Reggie, as he's affectionately known to me, uh, plays a ball down the left, or he runs down the left, plays a ball in. No, no. no You've no, got no. one thing to say before though.
0: Aldevero. Oh yeah, no, no. The, the ball from Aldevero. Yeah, the, the switching the, the field
1: there. from Toby. Because across when the I field when to, I to when Reggie. I first
0: watched it, I was like, why the fuck is Bale so open? And I was like, yeah. oh, I needed to roll it back a little bit because yeah, yeah. they're scrambling to find out where everyone is. Right. And the good play about that one is regulon's play is fantastic, but Bale gets in this. I mean, it sounds super duper fucking obvious but to stand in the middle of the box between two defenders when there's a ball flying around to be like, literally it's, this is what makes great yeah. players. Great. It's, he's literally equidistant between them. How right. you have he's, that spatial feel, awareness. Yeah. It's just, and he was just right there. And now yep. he could have fucked up the header, but he's
1: class. <laughs> he could have from <laughs> six yards. Reggie uh passes it in and right onto Bale's forehead. Like we said, spatial awareness, 10 out of 10. He puts it home in the 73rd minute and scenes. There was nobody in the stadium. It was scenes. matter. It was scenes (laughs) all over London and in Orlando, Florida in my living room. I screamed so (laughs) much that my dog peed a little. (laughs) And then you peed a little. And then I peed a little and I ran, I just, I ran straight into my kitchen and straight back and I sat down and there were tears coming out of my eyes. It was Uh. Gareth Bale's. It was seven dreamy. years in the making since he left. Dreamy, and
0: dreamy, dreamy, dreamy. A game-winning goal is his first it's real tears, hockey. man. Look, I'm getting goosebumps just yep. hearing you tell the story because that is what happens with football. There, I don't care what anyone says. I've watched American sports my whole life. Nothing, no sport has this. None, zero. It simply does not happen. I don't no care. No sport
1: has this in a in the seventh game of the season.
0: None, right? zero. That's Zero. the that's It simply the does not happen. There is right. a – I'm, I'm going to use the fucking terrible term. There is a literal physiologic, physiological feeling of, like, orgasmic. Like, <gasps> you breathe, yeah. you take a deep breath, and you – oh, and you because, feel that feeling. It and we've
1: talked about this before. It's, it's all it is is – That is awful. That is awful
0: radio that people are going to have to hear that's that terrible. I'm worried about now. we yeah, can <laughs> like you know, post-production. No, uh, no, they're, they're going to hear my orgasmatron. <laughs> but um yeah that's so great like i just that if there's a freaking thing about soccer that people don't get and they don't understand it is that that shit happens all the time just yep. regular season game regular season goal like i was watching i, I i'm i'm going to jump around i mean do we we probably don't really necessarily have to go through the highlights do you want to go through the var incident for this tottenham game
1: yeah really quickly though cuz it it gives context to yep. that that feeling right Harry Kane gets one that was questionable. It's one nothing. Brightner into the game, a very very questionable call, like I mentioned. Uh, Hoiberg gets basically taken out. I can't remember who the player is, but the ball passes out to your boy, Terrelle. I think it's
0: it's gross. I think Pascal gross. Okay, yeah. but so Lampy gets it, it is, on the edge of the box. But it's like it's not right away. It's it's a clearance that Hoiberg's taking off. He tackles him. The ball f- clicks around. But then it's moved around a little bit. It's, it's yeah. in the same phase, but it's, at, it's long. It's like 15 seconds it later. Was 50,
1: yeah, 15, 20 seconds. Um, I think the important thing to me watching this, right? So as a hockey fan, I watch this and I go, if the defenseman dives and he gets the puck and then he wipes you out, that's a good play. Yeah. Right? So what I'm trying to determine is A, did he touch the ball? And B, is that even the fucking rule? Which, as I was told on Twitter, I kind of caught some shit. It is not the rule.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I mean, he he didn't touch the ball. He didn't.
1: It, I yeah, mean, it, it's pretty he clear. might have. It, but, it but it is. Was, but to those, be fair, it's close. <laughs> it was extremely close. In fact, I thought he might have nicked it. But the it doesn't matter as was, it turns out.
0: The guy went to the monitor in VAR. He gets a notification. Hey, you hey, might want to look at this. Take he shot. goes and look at it and says, nope. I got it right. <laughs> hey,
1: uh, go fuck yourself. That's a good goal. Because it's and literally
0: the first one that hasn't been changed. It's the first time a ref on the field has gone to the monitor and kept the call. Usually they overturn it.
1: Devil's advocate for. Otherwise one second, they though. wouldn't have
0: been asked to go look at it.
1: Hold on, right. devil's advocate for one second because we've always, I've, I've always advocated for in replay around sports. Uh, if it's on the field, That's is a better. call what it is. It has to be absolutely earth shatteringly obvious. Yeah, was that?
0: I no, mean, he should not man, have it was over. Close. I mean, th- it was close. The the punditry were like, "Oh, it's Oh, I can't believe it," and they're like, "The ball trajectory didn't turn." I'm like, that's not a reason. If you that's, don't yeah. see it, you can't overturn it. Right. If the glove don't fit, you can't – you must have quit. Like, right. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. So that's the problem is that he, he stuck with the call on the field because he could not find what's the irrefutable evidence or whatever the fuck the NFL says, right? Yeah. So that's fine. And and, and so giving context to that feeling of that, that euphoric, oh, my God, is that 100%. you've got the lead. You're hanging on for dear life. You get fucked. And all of a sudden it's 1-1, one, one, and here comes Tottenham dropping points for the third time at home this season again. Right. Here comes the narrative. Well, the, but the and other pi- then – The other, the other piece is,
0: though, you played bad. Like you got yes. the goal and then disappeared as yes. a team, just mm-hmm. like waiting for Brighton to score to this goal by, by some mean. And right. they did.
1: No, I agree. I totally agree. So I thought Brighton were better on the day. They deserved at least a point Dude, in that. But... They've
0: had – it's seven games. They've had six games like that. Yeah.
1: I but, love this team. And And just like Bale's last season, 2013, (laughs) Spurs were genuinely bad. I mean, terrible. (laughs) He was the best player in the league by a fucking lot that year. He won games by himself at least
0: five times.
1: At least five times. He put 15 (laughs) points on the board. You know, I have this rundown
0: that makes me want to talk about the fucking Southampton-Aston Villa game next because I I know we have bigger games, but, yo. James Ward-Prowse is look, a I, fucking legend. <laughs> I love that, man. That was so, unbelievable. So, so we were talking about the feeling, that breathing thing. Watching the highlights, I gasped at the goals he was putting in. So this is Villa four, Villa 3, Southampton 4. It looks like a crazy game that Villa dominate. They're up 4 because of as individual brilliance across two set pieces. Just in. Sane, and you want to know what's fucking up crazy? And down and fast the Boom, best bang. goal
1: the best goal of the day you didn't even mention danny ings who got his was also good better <laughs> so there was some absolutely insanely clinical finishing here from southampton yeah. check the highlights if you can yeah. it was phenomenal and i was it was the early game so it was yeah. like seven o'clock here and incredible uh, goals i woke people up in my apartment going yeah. holy shit yeah like, are you okay? And, is, there a, is there, like, a huge beetle and then on we get, face? And then we,
0: we, we should give Villa credit for fighting back. They scored two they goals in the, in the last five minutes. They, they scored – The
1: fighting, the fighting it, Grealish has showed up for garbage time.
0: Right, right. But that was good. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that was just, like, pure performance. Matt Letizia level, if you guys don't know who he is, look him up. Uh, he was Southampton. He basically, the, for early, the first ten years of the Premier League, he's the Gareth Bale for Southampton and kept them in the league. Scored 25 goals from midfield. Yep. Um, but James Ward-Prowse, legend. That was a great game for the moments. But well, let's go. But we do – I'm um, jumping around. We have to jump back to, to Arsenal. Uh, one, Manchester United nil. Narrative dictates the narrative shifting. Again, Ole out. They have the Tegu good Champions League games against Leipzig and PSG. But in the league, United are bad. And they just – they're just not good enough. and
1: only fatigue, like big time. You don't care. I'm tired. No, I'm just tired of him. Like Because we were talking about him two, three weeks ago, and I think we're right, you specifically, yeah. saying this fucking guy, he's the Aaron Boone of the English Premier League. <laughs> yeah. He's the coach of the biggest fucking team because of one amazing moment as a player. Yeah, and he wasn't like a st- he wasn't a club legend. He was a club legend because of that one play, right? The Aaron. Well, Buhum. I mean, he's
0: he's a he's a squad guy. He's yeah. He's Eric Lamella becoming coach of Spurs in ten years. Right, right, right.
1: He's a pinch hitter. Showing <laughs> Actually, you know up and what? He's baller. if Lucas
0: Mora became the the coach of Spurs. yes, because he's got that that magic. He's got moment, that right. That right. would not be right. You'd be like, what? Exactly. And he doesn't and so, have. He has no gravitas. His face is soft. He looks surprised. He doesn't seem to know what he's doing. They have good players, like I think a better coach. Like I'm not even fucking kidding. We talked about Southampton. If Hassan Hudo was the coach of Man United, they would challenge for the league. Speaking not of Southampton, even- you know who's going to be? Argentino. He's go- He's waiting for that job.
1: He's waiting for it.
0: Why wouldn't he want like Real or something like that?
1: Um, I don't know if Real want him anymore. I think he. he- lost- I think some shine kind of came off of him last year. I don't but- know. I mean, but, he does have. He's no sitting trophies, there right? waiting for the United job, right? It's been hundred games for Ole now. That was his 100th game
0: yeah. in charge. Of it's United. just weird. And then I think the narrative for, for Arsenal is really good. They they keep that lo- lovable loser on the right trajectory. Young players playing. Arteta getting it right. Watch. He clearly like did something really simple. I watched the two United games when they beat these two other teams, and I'm going to stop them from doing that. That's right. what good coaches do. And so yeah. he had. He had um he had uh what the fuck's the guy's name? Parte sit on top of of Fernandez and like, you're not gonna make this game work. And there it is. Yep. Because he's the one guy who does and again the Pogba thing, he he he's, he causes the penalty. Uh, you know, Arsenal are Arsenal are they may not have the best players, but they're now difficult to play. You're just like right. oh, fuck. They're gonna make this suck. And they're not gonna just lose because they're pussies, which is what they used to do under Wenger.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, they've got zero draws. So full marks to them for playing the game. Yeah, right? they're like fighting.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of playing a game, my team's playing the game. Uh, City take care of business against Sheffield United. It's not really a game to talk about, except for our board, Kyle Walker, who is now a fucking legend. Goal scored by him. He didn't celebrate because Sheffield United is his boyhood club. And in his interview afterward, he was like, "I couldn't because my mom and dad would get so much shit." <laughs> <laughs> they, they still live here, uh,
1: and so you can't make me like Kyle Walker again. But that was good.
0: Yeah, he was yeah. like, "No, nah, that get too much shit for that." And I want to come back when I'm done. The key thing here is, I think my team has to is starting to see a new way to play and to be a defensive team because yeah. it looks like their best players right now in a weird way are like Diaz Laporte Walker are a strong unit. And I think the midfield unit is kind of broken without without Silva and the and the attacking unit is broken without uh, Jesus and, and Aguero. So right now the strongest and most healthy unit is the defensive unit. And they're really helping City win games. City's defense is not the problem. Don't listen to narrative. The narrative will say City's defense is the problem. It's not City's defense. They can't score goals cuz apparently you need a striker to score goals. It's a weird he's, skill.
1: Um one one I'll tell you what though. <laughs> the defense for all the talk that those three have been getting I am in love with Joao Cancelo. He is fantastic. He's a right-footed player playing off the left.
0: He's not he's, playing defense. He's playing winger.
1: I know. But he's <laughs> but he's been but but the thing is is that with Walker's pace Mourinho did this a lot last year, right? He would have. He basically plays. Well,
0: what happens? is He plays a three. He plays lopsided. And he just and he just lets Cancelo yes, do what he wants. He plays lopsided. The way Trippier right. used. The way Trippier used to be when they when Rose would just tuck in and be the defender.
1: Right. 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 Yeah. Or even Aurier and Davies last season, right? Right. Spurs. Even so, though
0: Aurier sucks. Yeah, no, I know.
1: <laughs> Believe me, I know. But so that's kind of I'm watching him, sort of be everywhere the last yeah. three or four weeks, and it's yeah. been really interesting.
0: Yeah, they're um, good. I mean, City are City are. They're popping the ball around. They're starting to feel more confident. I'm worried for Sheffield. They don't seem to have a goal in them. Yeah. And I was really high on Ryan Brewster. And he, I thought I had seen him in the under-17s, and he was 17. So he looked thin, but he's bulky and not fast. Well, like a big striker can
1: we also say though uh i don't know have they played anybody other than man somebody City awesome
0: Liverpool <laughs> yeah uh, so that's well kind they, of... they they drew versus Fulham that's bad
1: no i know but like i i, I, I i'm giving rooster a little bit more time before i oh right really right oh no about. totally because he's he made his debut against Liverpool ironically so he's only played Liverpool City I mean they're not what, guess, they're not
0: getting killed Liverpool. right like they lost to City, they lost to Liverpool, they drew with Fulham, they lost to sh- to Arsenal and they lost to Leeds.
1: That's a tough stretch. You know, it's a lot of a lot of what they, we talked about gotta, last week. That that context, have, listen, they they're gotta not gotta scoring have, goals. They they're in deep Fulham. shit. You,
0: you cannot draw with Fulham. I un, I they, get
1: that and I'm not arguing and with of what course I'm saying they is they
0: have Chelsea next. So they yeah, really had a tough run.
1: They had a tough run and as everybody else starts to get more games, I wonder it's almost as if if they had that tougher run starting from now through the holiday stretch, I, yeah. they would be able to nick points off of a Liverpool or a I think City the other thing is, like,
0: which teams co- – like, of the shitty teams that you're going to be battling, which teams have the better coaches who, who've been through it, right? Like, right. Sheffield, there's a little bit of a regression. They really didn't add that much. So, I mean, I like Wilder a lot, but does he have the horses? I don't trust Billich, and I don't trust Parker, and I don't – I mean, I trust Potter – they gotta get rid. They gotta win. Like it's just not, you know. I think it'll shake out. We'll see. There's the, definitely the player's three te- name.
1: The player's name just ran out of my head. They have got an Ericsson situation. Lundstrom. I want to say Lidstrom. Lundstrom. John Lundstrom, one of their better players. He's waiting for their, his contract
0: to run out, and yeah. he's not going to sign a new one. So and he was part of the big part of their team. And right. He missed, so Chris Wilder's like, missed, well, what do I do uh, now? Sitter. <laughs> well, not a sitter. He missed their best chance because right. Berg, whoever that burger guy is, that dude's Sunderburg. good. Yeah, he was really he's solid. He was really good. So he was creating yeah. things there. Uh, and then heroic Liverpool, of course, thwart the invaders from London because, you know, they're so fucked and so in trouble. Poor Liverpool. The, they defeat West Ham. Um, but West Ham were in this game. They scored a girl early. Moyes went full Moyes and just played for the draw, even though he had a goal up. He knew. He was like, I'm not going to win this thing. Um, uh, Klopp dusts off some kid from fucking – Stuttgart in the second division. Nathan Phillips to play center back. He's not young. He's young, but he's not young, young. 23 years old. He played really well. He's like an um, aircraft
1: carrier up there, right? He's yeah, like six, he was a big, three, six big guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Fournels got a goal early. You know, Liverpool aren't perfect, but they can still score and they found a way. Salah drew a penalty. Masuasku, Masuaku, who's been great. Your guy uh, talked about him, uh, but he just like, it, it's don't fucking stick your leg out when it's yeah. Mo Salah. What are you doing? So he gets the penalty there. And then Liverpool pull it together with Shakiri, Forgot he was on the team. Uh, and Jota, really, really good. Like, it was one of these things where where um, uh, West Ham is trying to come out and Jota's running in. So it looks like a wave. And you're like, wait, Jota's running through there. Where, where are all you guys going? The ball's there. And you're like, He's what are you great. guys? There's five guys. He just ran through them as they're trying to come out. And create a gap. He just went the other way. Really cool. And then, of course, you know, poor Liverpool. They found a way without Van Dyke. They're the favorites. They just are. They're top yeah, of the league. Yeah, I get that. Uh, and, and I
1: think that the, for whatever they're missing with Van Dyke out, they've been missing up front with Firmino for, it feels like, about a year now. Yeah, he hasn't scored goals. Well, and he's not creating – like, he sort of gets lost in that false nine roll. He almost drops too deep, and then he's sort of irrelevant relative to the game. Yeah, but, they, but, they,
0: but they love what he's doing, right? Like yeah, When you sure. watch it, you're like, what – uh, okay. So I
1: wonder if they go to a 4-2-3-1 with a Mane they, they or could. a Salah up top,
0: they, and be, then they put be, Jota be, be Salah on Salah. the wing. Yeah. They mm-hmm. may right? do that. So, they may do that. I don't know. They, I mean, they don't have to play 4-3-3, I guess.
1: No, but, not at all. Right, and and the idea that that's like, I mean, the fact that they had Firmino, Salah, and Mane absolutely destroying people for yeah. a year and a half, you're you're just you you're conditioned to go, yeah, that's the best way for them to play, and the most lethal attacking wise.
0: I see. To, to see to me, the the second place Liverpool team is the better team. The champion winning team is not as good. And yeah, right. that but because they only had like a couple twenty, you know, they weren't really destroying. Uh, But they were best at seeing games out. Um, You know, and then, you know, there's other games. You want to pop around? You got anything you want to talk about?
1: I thought – I congratulated a friend of mine who's a Chelsea fan because I genuinely – I saw that they just basically had a professional game at Turf Moor. They just beat the shit out of Burnley.
0: Yeah, Burnley and as somebody who
1: just went through that <laughs> yeah. and barely came out alive, I was glad to see Burnley get taken to the woodshed a little bit, mm-hmm. even if it was by Chelsea. Mm-hmm. So they currently sit 20th, dead last in the table. Now they're tied with Sheffield, but you know on goal difference, they're second. They're it's last. early. We'll see. Yeah, It's early, but if – I'll tell you right now, if Burnley goes down, I will not cry for them. I will not miss them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think they're, they're time, they can go now. You can yeah, go now. Thank I've had you. enough of your shit. <laughs> this, the, so, you know what? They can, there's too many Claret and Blue teams. We need to lose <laughs> yeah,
1: We got to vote one off the island. Yeah, there's too um, many
0: teams wearing the same colors. It's I think
1: Mendy's been getting a lot of love, and it's all been He deserved. didn't have to
0: make any saves. I guess. He made zero saves. Right? Yeah, but that b- gives remember, an insight. Goalkeeping is a professional... not just – no, I know. I know. It's controlling. But, but it's marshalling. I'm not giving anybody crosses. shit yeah.
1: I'm not giving anybody shit here. What I'm saying very simply is that's how professional of, a, of an outing Chelsea had. And by the way, they Pulisic, literally
0: stopped giving up goals.
1: Right. Well, got Pulisic there. got hurt, uh, what, 15 minutes before the game in warm ups, right? So He's
0: never playing. You had He's that,
1: done. No, I know. But you had that upheaval of your lineup right before kickoff, and they still came out and they got the job done. So they this bothers me, but full marks Chelsea on that.
0: Yeah. And and Frank somehow miraculously figured out that he has the best central midfielder in the league and played him where he should play him. Oh, that's strange. So so Chelsea was able to actually play all their guys. They played Zeecek. They played Werner. They played Abraham. They played Mount, and they played, who's the last one? And Havertz all together. Yep, which is just like, whoa, that's a lot of attacking. That's but I think Mount, Mount is the one who can do both roles. Havertz less so, but then Kante is just like, it's the old saying is like, you know, you know, the 70, 70% of the world is covered by water and the last third is covered by N'Golo Conte. Yeah,
1: he's everywhere. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I think, you know, we talked a lot about how it was in one of our first episodes, how it was sort of strange that, um, He didn't play much last year. He was hurt and knee injury, all that stuff. Coming off of the World Cup, going in into last year, place. he was in the wrong place. But uh, yeah, he was a sort of a forward player last year. Or like, yeah, he would be in, in the box taking shots. Like,
0: what do you yeah, crazy here? Yeah, yeah. Get him out of here!
1: Chelsea was trying to sell him for 25 or so million. Which, for context, if isn't that's a real, boatload. if that's
0: real, any t- if and my team didn't buy him, and am angry, team.
1: right, <laughs>
0: right. So.
1: It's strange that they were sort of offloading him at a cut rate price. Nobody jumped. I think there was really concerns was about his just, knees and that's his health. Just a rumor. I
0: can't. Buy. And it I could have been two. Believe any team would sell that.
1: It could have been two, and I'm surprised one of the French teams didn't jump all over it. To be honest, well,
0: they but, don't need him. They have Adrien Gueye, Yeah, PSG. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, that's true. He's he's the poor man's version of him. But yeah, very but Chelsea are good. Like they have name brands. They they have that. They have that juice. Again, I don't trust Lampard. I really don't. I just he's got all the players now. He's got Silva, he's got Mendy, he's got the fullbacks now that are playing well. He's sort of somehow eased Aspalaqueta out of the team, which is hard and then done. So it's now James, Chilwell, Silva, and Zuma. And Zuma scored an incredible header. So that's kind of interesting. I they scare me, Chelsea. Because the attacking part has never been the problem; it's been the defense. If and they if they're gonna play, that. and if they're gonna play, if they're gonna stop playing, Jorginho, which I think is huge, because he sucks. If you watch Chelsea, all Chelsea fans know this. People just run past him. Yeah. He may be the best fucking ball player I've ever seen. He is as athletic as you. Well, me, I don't know. I'm not athletic. <laughs> But he just run past him. He's like a little skinny guy. So it's that balance piece. And Conte is just so much better. I'd rather have better wingers and talented players than trying to rely on one creative hub in the middle. Let that guy be the defender. Anyway. Totally agree. um,
1: let's run through this three more, right? Let's run through them. Lester kicked the living shit out of Leeds. Pour one out for Leeds a little bit here, right? Oh, Uh,
0: my guy, Braj, man. The Braj. He ain't fucking around.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. It was interesting because they got two quick goals. They were up, and Leeds was like – it was almost like uh, it was a a bar fight where, like, you punch the guy in the face, and he bleeds a little bit, and he laughs at you. He goes, okay. Right? (laughs) Leeds comes out at halftime. Bang. They score one really fast. Yeah. They almost have another one. I think they hit the post. Uh, and, And then Lester pips a third.
0: Right, so the you know, let's just fucking call it out. Like, Jamie Vardy is fucking world class, man. Oh, that course. dude is fucking awesome. I hate him, but he's that guy. He is a guy. He's a real important player. He has a championship. He's gonna be the guy who stays at Leicester. And when the decades' uh, history is written, Jamie Vardy's in the fucking first paragraph. It's like. City and Liverpool. Oh, and Leicester with Jamie Vardy yeah. were up there the whole time. Like, he's mm-hmm. an important guy. Like this, it, it happens this way. Like you, you have these players that sort of stick out in history. And I think Jamie Vardy's going to be one of those guys. He's just like a little rat, a little fucking guy who came up from a nowhere'sville, yeah. didn't make it in the Premier League till he was already twenty-seven, which is old. For a striker, and he's still just kicking ass, and he looks like Danny D from porn, but small. (laughs) It's interesting that because it's it's he's got the
1: storyline behind him, and it never would have happened at a Chelsea or a city or United because of that, right? But but then he
0: didn't leave, right? He
1: didn't go to exactly. He stayed, he became a club legend, even though he's unquestionably the most racist player in England.
0: I Uh, love it. He's so trash. (laughs) He's
1: yeah, you're right. he's proper. Homegrown trash, right? Yeah, so like he has on, it. he's got, got on, it on his on his uh on his
0: on his uh, on his uh shin pads. It says chat shit, get banged.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. So he's the guy that they are going to erect a statue of if they haven't already, and in twenty years it's going to get toppled over because he's racist, right? So. <laughs> He's man, fantastic. What does he say
0: something about Asians? That doesn't count.
1: He said a bunch of stuff, but anyway, it's not point. <laughs> well, he's he, a bricklayer. Um, got
0: that guy some slack.
1: <laughs> yeah. The third goal. The, the important thing to note here, right, is that like James Madison hasn't been playing regularly. He's still nursing an injury. Yeah. Came, came on 65, 70th minute or so. He sets up Senig Under. Is that right? Under. Under. under? Yeah.
0: Well, the the Turks got tough names. That's good yeah.
1: too, dude. He's good. Luke. They've got a lot of low key attacking talent yeah, as well. Right? Lester, man. Did you happen to see the play for the third goal?
0: I did. I just don't remember. It was like so a, a Madison boom, boom, boom. plays a
1: great ball in, right? And Under s- susses the defender out to him and just cheeky little chip to Vardy, and Vardy's like, I mean, okay, like, <laughs> <laughs> easiest one I'll ever fucking score.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right? Good. So, just, and that just was the thing. Of good stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: That was the thing because Leeds was playing into the game. It was two to one. They had their chances. It could have been a tie game. That was the gunshot, and I was like, yeah. all right, go. Away the thing now.
0: with Leeds is like that's the way they play, man. They're just gonna. Some days they're gonna get smoked. Especially yeah. because they, they, they're not as but talented think, as other teams, right? Like, but I do,
1: and I said that they got the best I do think 4 1 flatters Leicester a little bit. I think that Leeds could yeah, have had plan- a point from this early on. And then Le- Leicester pulled away late. So,
0: yeah, yeah. In fact. And then I have to say, again, the Leicester piece, they find players. They're the only team club in the country who seems to develop center backs and finds them, right? Maguire from Hull, Soyen from Germany, who's fucking awesome, not even playing. Cool West Morgan it. was
1: an academy product right? for a hundred years.
0: Fofana, they found everybody wanted him. Now he's playing. He's good. I mean, that's not easy, especially when you think about half the teams in the league are like, man, I really wish we had a center back. And these guys are just center back, center back, Running center back, out. no problem. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle. Ugh, ugh, this game was terrible. It was a tough it, game.
1: I mean, I watched it. I watched the actually the last ten minutes were good, but <laughs> Everton was playing their their B and a half, their B minus squad. They don't right? have enough no, dudes. No, James. no, yeah, no depth, right? No, no, Dina, uh, Dina, and Richarlison both out because of red cards, which is hilarious. James with a knock. Seamus Coleman. They benched Jordan Pickford, which we agree was a net positive.
0: Um, yeah, and but uh, are yeah, gonna no, play him just, for United. They're not gonna play. Yeah,
1: Callum Wilson did the man, and I mean, it is uh, the it is, last. Right? The
0: last goal for Newcastle was really good because uh fraser is it Brendan? it's not brendan fraser
1: ryan brendan fraser is that shitty actor ryan ryan fraser we should have brendan fraser on the podcast he
0: fucking turns on the afterburners and completely just left leaves the guy for dead <laughs> yeah. it was amazing and then yeah, he, he
1: used to do that 10 times a year at bournemouth
0: yeah so he and 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 wilson played at bournemouth together he sort of that makes a bad cross that's about to that might have not gone in but wilson put it in uh, yeah I mean I think Newcastle are going to be fine the thing is is like to me there's a lot of good teams they all seem like they're going to be fine but three teams have to go yeah and so that's the part that's I don't tricky. think three
1: teams are going to be fine to me I think West Brom's definitely not going to be fine
0: yeah West Holm Brom Fulham,
1: yeah they're yeah so Fulham's feeling good about themselves today but we'll see in another three weeks yeah, or I so. don't tr-
0: I don't trust them I don't no. They just no no and yeah, I'm I mean, rooting against Burnley like, like I said you think Not Burnley – you're bro. rooting against <laughs> – I'm rooting against Burnley. Fuck Burnley. Well, they haven't had um, Ben Me all season. Uh, they should have sold Tarkovsky and used it to invest in the team. I have something to say about Burnley. Have it. I think fucking Sean Dyche flew that plane of keep Burnley white. That team is so white. <laughs> how white are they? I can't – it's – they're so white that it's odd how white they are. Like, they're pasty. They look sick. They, yeah, they look like they literally look like a factory team from 1890. Like it's just weird. Can
1: you quantify Englishness? And is there is there a correlation between pastiness <laughs> and the quality of play we affectionately call Englishness? Right? Like I uh, think there they might are, be a they correlation. Have, they
0: have too much Englishness. They need less. I
1: don't know. I agree, but that's their identity, right? So you yeah, can't have yeah. too much of your identity,
0: right? Like I listened. I actually listened to a podcast of Sean Deich. Cause oh, he's God. a fascinating kind of guy, but he does things like he makes the team wear ties and be mannerly and like say, please. And thank you to the people at the team. And, and like, they all have to go together, play like he has all that, like corporate management, weird stuff. He's like, the team has got to be the way it is. You know, we're not just here to make a co- to play football. We've got to be good people. I'm like, Oh fuck this. Yeah. doing this, this guy, <laughs> I'm like, cause, cause you know what it means. It basically means that wild, kid from the fucking council estate who can flick a ball over a building and go through five guys who likes to smoke weed and fuck cookers he's not playing for burnley no he'll never play for Burnley. they'll never play for burnley right and if he does he'll suck at burnley right because it's no fun right right so so it's just like wait a minute well you he's just leaving out a whole class of player who would never play for burnley now right Mm -hmm. like Wilfred zaha is never playing for burnley that type and right. all the best young players in England are black and Nigerian of Nigerian descent and from South London. And there's not an England, there's not a guy from London on Burnley. And flashy and fast, right? And That's awesome. not things
1: like, that Burnley does. Burnley puts an elbow into your eyebrow. In the right, right. Year. Like
0: Bakari Saka is never playing for Burnley. No.
1: No. And so they, they lower their own ceiling organically right off the jump. You're right. never it's, going to finish in the in the European places, although they did what
0: like five years ago. But, but, but it's almost like um it's almost like Notre Dame, right? Where they had where they would try and hold up their academic standards and just yeah. suck like, Well, <laughs> we play this way. I'm like, Well, fuck Lou Holtz got this well, right.
1: Clemson just beat you thirty four to three. So <laughs> it's, it's a good actual tie-in because they play each other this week. Quick <laughs> um quick pivot to Champions League preview starting tomorrow. Oh my god! Um, back. We have uh, yeah. Really quick though, uh, it's interesting. We are in the the basically we're on the turn in the group stage, right? And what happens now is whoever like these teams are going to play each other twice in a row, basically a home and home, right? This right. week and then after the uh, the international break, you look at the slate. Not a ton there, so we'll say this again in two weeks. I'm sure. Madrid, Inter Milan, that'll be fun. I saw Olympiacos in person last year. You guys are going to score some goals against them. Um, that's going <laughs> to be not without one a striker. For
0: you. No, 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 no. Trust me. Atalanta, Liverpool, dude.
1: Liverpool's losing. That's that's the that's I was getting to that. Yep, that's going to be the fun one for the betters. Take the over. Um, because that's going to be a lot of goals. I don't see anything else here. Leipzig PSG on paper sounds fun, but I think Leipzig's um, – they're a name brand this year based on last year, similar to Ajax last year.
0: Yeah, but it's still, it's still Nogglesman. They, they may find a way, and they did get killed by United.
1: I think they got – yeah, they got shit pumped by United, so I'm really not optimistic for them. But, I mean, hey, we'll see. But if there's any team in this in this slate that can lay an egg, it's PSG. Right, so <laughs> I think that it's possible, of course. Yeah, and you know um,
0: what? If they lose that game, the, the Tuchel's going to get fired.
1: It's well, so it's still way too early in the group to start with that, but you really start running out of racetrack to you. You run out of the well, things. But but that you but, can but, mess but, up. but
0: but for that team, it's all the whole thing is the Champions League, right? Like it, the yeah, league yeah. doesn't no, matter. No, no.
1: I know. But what I'm saying is, as far as the group stage is concerned. After match day three, match week three, whatever, you start to get an idea. Yeah. But unless somebody's 3-0, and you don't know anything yet, right? After yeah, I don't four, know. I think, well, one thing that's point.
0: interesting for City in this case is like Liverpool and City play on Sunday. So yes, who does does Pep try and... Like Hedge? S- s- ghetto this one out and be like, oh, I think John Stones and uh, Nathan Ake are going to play defense in this one. Yeah, I mean...
1: Kyle and, and, Walker will and,
0: play and 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 Sterling will play because Pep's a little racist and he's like oh black players can just play all the time. He never rests. <laughs> and, and it's ever, a good shout. Ever, ever never. It
1: it's a good shout that that <laughs> Atalanta is going to beat Liverpool because the same they don't thing care. Klopp they might, might, Klopp might be hedging, right? So Yeah, they might just Yeah, we'll get much more in depth on that on Thursday's show. Yeah, uh, we'll have that's the, the big one this week. We'll be really primed for that one. I oh, not
0: yeah, I'm not ready. <laughs>
1: I know, I know. This is gonna be this is gonna be a Laurent heavy show, guys. It's gonna be a good one.
0: So the thing is they just get beat. The city just don't they're not there. They just they're well, not there. On.
1: The last time you played them, you shit kicked them. So I don't want to hear it, right? Like, I, I, I don't on. even
0: remember. It doesn't even register with it me. Was, it only, was only 4 nothing. I only me. remember I, the I, losses. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in and,
1: on Thursday, or Friday, I should say, for oh, a severe no. helping of Laurent self-loathing. Trust me, <laughs> I have had a front row seat to it for years. It's uh, some of the most enjoyable sports fandom you'll ever see. Or
0: hear. I, uh, it's, it's, I, I can't. I'm not ready.
1: So. Laurent is going to uh, <laughs> wet the bed each of the next three or four nights. Ugh. We were going to leave you with that, and we're going to bring you to bring you back from that cliffhanger on Thursday, Liverpool City Preview. Oh, God. Not in the face, Laurent Cortines.
0: Oh, God. All right. All right, Mike. That was the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. This was a Crap Football Crap Pundit production. We will return... On Mondays and Thursdays for the Premier League season, we will talk about soccer and other things that interest us. Mike is crazy. Laurent is insane. That's why it works.